you're telling a story about yourself when you were faced with an obstacle because that's the only way you're ever going to prove you're worth anything. Because if all you say in your cover letter is I'm a hardworking, dependable, passionate leader, those words mean zero because anyone can say it with no evidence. The quickest way to separate from a huge stack of applicants is to focus in on a time, whether it was class or a club or a job, where you had a big issue. Welcome to another episode of the Off the Mat Wall podcast. On this episode, I am joined by award-winning author Danny Rubin, who specializes in providing students and working professionals with practical advice on writing, networking, and interpersonal skills. The author of three books, including Wait, How Do I Write This Email?, Mr. Rubin is a business communication godsend and expert. What started as a personal blog in 2012 has transformed him into the go-to expert for all business communication skills. But his entrepreneurial journey wasn't a walk in the park. We look at what people accomplish on a big stage or at a high level. We just we think that one day they woke up and it was like they knew exactly what they were going to do. And then about three days later, they had conquered the world. And that's what Entrepreneur Magazine wants you to think. That's what Shark Tank wants you to think. Everybody is led to believe that these, these are brilliant ideas that happen uh, you know, in the shower. And then the next day you're a multimillionaire and you have a private jet. And the truth is that I think any entrepreneur with the ones who have made it, the ones who are still working their way up, so to speak, it's it's a organic process where one action leads to the next, one idea provokes the next. And to me, like the work that I'm doing right now is very logical in the flow of what I've done to this point. But if I just started looking at myself today, it would seem like I invented what I'm doing right now. But it's been this process that began with a personal blog covering a variety of topics, some career advice, some fitness, some politics, just a mixed bag. And then I focused it in on career advice, focused it in on writing, templates and communication examples, focus that in on a book, on writing guides, then focus it in again with curriculum for the writing guides, and where you find me today, six years into this side project, is now selling a curriculum in ebooks, so it's a digital product, to high schools and colleges around the country. And I think it's a scalable business model, and I think it has a lot of potential. But the fact that I'm doing that work right now, I would have never predicted that that's what I would be doing six years ago. Mm-hmm. It's not how I set what I set out to do. I set out to just make a blog and maybe a news column and be like a writer. I it was never really on the horizon. But the further along I went, it just became. This, you know, this type of thing sort of emerged in front of me in an organic way. I like teaching and I like helping other people. And so it just evolved. If you're not willing to stay in the fight month after month, year after year, working on the product, the idea, the service, 
if that the idea of grinding it out every day does not seem like your cup of tea, and if you don't truly enjoy what you're doing, then you're going to quit, or it's, it's just not going to happen, because um, I think it's a totally misrepresented in the media that people become rich and famous immediately when they have an idea. And um, many people have ideas, very few follow through with them long enough to, to see it become something real. So I don't mind when I wake up at 5 a.m. and work for like four hours before work. I don't care if I work until midnight on a Saturday and my friends are out. Like, I don't care because I'm looking at the long term and I'm investing in my 20s and my 30s so that I won't have to work as hard as the rest of my friends when we're 50 mm-hmm. or 40. So I'm like, I'm just in it. I'm like, whatever it takes. I don't care. We all have a lot of different passions. And Mr. Rubin talks a lot about finding your side hustle. It's not an easy thing to find. It's a combination of your passion and a project that you are working on while on the side. Mr. Rubin follows through on how to find your side hustle and finding what you love to do. So when you talk about finding a side hustle, what I encourage people to do is to look inside themselves and say, what do I love to do? What, what type of activity do I genuinely enjoy, even if it's difficult or requires a lot of practice? And to find time in our lives to explore what it is we love to do. It should not be something that other people are doing because we're trying to just follow behind them. We have to, what's been most interesting for me with my work, because I'm providing communication skills and templates for a lot of difficult career situations like um, applying for jobs, emailing with employers, promoting a business properly, a lot of delicate conversations. The truth is there really isn't anybody else out there doing exactly what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And the reason is that this type of work is unique to me. It's in my DNA. It's in my fingerprints. So there are plenty of other people out there doing work that I could never do or would not want to do because it's not in my DNA. So we can use other people out there for motivation and inspiration, but the only way we're really going to find our own true path in this world is to do what makes us unique and different from everyone else on this planet. And we all have something inside that makes us special, a skill set or a perspective on the world. And the truth is most people never really explore who they are deep down. They might dabble in it, try it for a few months, drop it, six months later, try it again. I'm telling you, I've been exploring like who, what makes me tick and what gets me out of bed for the last six years every single day. And most of my friends and family, they can't say that. They have a job, they go do their job, they come home. And they do it the next day, and they might mess around on the weekends or on a summer vacation with what they really like, but they don't explore it to the depth that you, where you become a true expert, mm-hmm. and you can actually find a business out of it. So finding a side hustle to me is much, much deeper than like making a quick, some quick change in like a, a summer job or like a, you know, a summer hustle or something like that. It's like committing to yourself. And it's being honest with yourself about what it is that you really love to do and forgive what anybody else thinks or what anybody else says because the truth is nobody really cares 
what you're doing because they're concerned about their own life and they're not going to pay you any mind unless you tell them what you're up to. And the side hustle should become a lifelong pursuit Mm -hmm. because the only time you're really going to enjoy what you're doing is if you do what you love. The jobs you take to pay the bills, you'll do them, but they're never going to fire you up. It's only when you can spend time in your own world doing what you love, that's when you're really going to kind of feel alive the most professionally. We all want success tomorrow, but it's just not possible. Mr. Rubin talks about the fight for success and the perseverance it takes to not give up. We all want success like tomorrow, and if we don't get it right away, we get frustrated and we quit. And I promise you that everybody out there that whose name you know and you know they're rich and famous, like they were in this fight for a long time before you ever knew their name. And it just it's foolish and it's unfortunate that a lot of people today just are not willing to fight that hard or they don't expect they're going to have to. And you know, Plenty of people can rack up lots of views and lots of money convincing people that they could make a million dollars overnight, but I would rather throw cold water on it and and tell you the raw truth because I think that's what people need and ultimately they're going to appreciate more is that this is the hardest thing that any anyone will ever do uh, professionally to sort of look inside and emerge with something that can be sold and can support you, uh, you know, personally and professionally. And, but it's, a, it's the greatest journey you'll go on. Um, and I don't see, there's no other substitute. Mm-hmm. For me, I don't know who I'd be if I had not been doing this for the last six years. I, I don't know my identity. I feel like I'd live a very routine, boring life where I just kind of do the same things every day, and by and large, it doesn't change. And, and that, that scares me more than anything. That's what keeps me like, no, I can't just get a nine to five and do it and then do it the next day. And the next day, like, I have to be making my own path or I would just go crazy. I asked Mr. Rubin about his success stories. You know, the people who have used his tools and resources to make a difference in their own career path. One young woman comes to mind. She was a student at James Madison University in Virginia. Maybe I said this to your class, I don't recall. But I helped her with her, well, I taught her, as I tell it, in most of my workshops, I always preach the value of telling stories and job applications. Mm-hmm. You know, t- telling a moment where you faced a challenge and overcame it. And she took that to heart. She applied for sought-after internships in public relations in New York and Washington, D.C., and through her storytelling approach, she landed 12 job interviews. Wow. And basically everywhere she sent the application, they called her in. And she had so many offers that she could choose where she wanted to intern. She ultimately chose a firm called Edelman, which is one of the largest PR firms in the world, in their Washington, D.C. office. And I checked her LinkedIn profile just recently to see what she's up to and she's working there full time. Wow. And so in moments like that, it reinforces that my techniques do work. And so I feel justified in sharing them to anybody. And I just 
always appreciate when people are willing to try something new, break the mold, and communicate in a different way, and then it has immediate benefits, and it opens doors. So moments like that are everything for me because I want to know that this device is reaching people. The other thing that, the other um, anecdote that I was thinking about the other day, because it was just a great day, I spoke at the uh, Public Relations Student Society of America, PRSSA, their national conference a couple years ago in Indianapolis. I did a workshop with a lot of these same skills, you know, tell stories, be specific, how to be a great communicator, and I told there's about 300 students in the room, and after the session, I said that I have copies of my book for sale, and I think I had just written the book. It was really new, maybe a few months out. And I went to the back of the room and I looked up and there were like a huge line of students waiting to buy this book. And like 60 some kids, I brought 60 books to the <laughs> conference and I sold them all. Some students waited for an hour. And I know it wasn't because of me, like I'm not famous and they don't know who I am, but it was the topic. And it again reinforced to me that what I'm offering has value and it's where people struggle. Mr. Rubin isn't the first person to come up with an innovative way to approach the job market. So what can the average person do right now to set themselves apart? The one thing that anybody can do right now, which will take less than five minutes and it will change your life, is before you write somebody to ask for an interview or ask about jobs or ask about internships, you have to show in your email that you've done some homework some research on the person you're writing to as it relates to their own career or their company. We forget that what makes us feel great is when other people want to ask us questions about our lives and what we're up to and how we're doing. And we don't do it to others. So we just come around and say, do you have any job opportunities? Do you have any internships? And we don't stop and say, I was on your website and I read about Project X or Y or Z, and I was so interested in what you did with this client or that client. We don't say that stuff. And when we write on that level and show we've taken an interest in other people, it makes them want to talk talk back. It feels like a genuine way to open a door. And that's a skill that is not taught nearly enough. And too many young people head out into the world and think the only person who matters is them. And I promise you, the people who know how to show a little bit of interest in the person they're writing are the ones who get that email answered. They get the, they get to the phone call, they get to the interview, they get the job. Because we need more selflessness in this world. And anybody going after any opportunity can just go on Google and visit the company or, or the college, do a little homework, and incorporate what they learned back into their email, and it can change the game. Because 99 times out of 100, no, people are not going to do that. They're just going to come around with their hand out saying, I just graduated from college, and so are you going to give me a job or not? Mm-hmm. And that that's a huge turnoff. And so I teach how to be a well-rounded communicator. Be authentic, be real, be human, be interested in other people. And that's the kind of move that people don't see coming, but it's refreshing. And And the fact that no one does it makes it all the more valuable if someone does. After Mr. Rubin spoke to my class, I immediately changed my resume and cover letter. I noticed a major difference in my job applications and interviews. 
It was all about telling stories, finding a way to connect with my audience. You're not being different just to be different. You know, I'm not telling people, like, make your resume look like a Starbucks can or a Starbucks cup or like a cereal box, okay? I'm not, I don't tell you to be goofy and out there to be like a wacky job candidate. You're telling a story about yourself when you were faced with an obstacle because that's the only way you're ever going to prove you're worth anything. Because if all you say in your cover letter is I'm a hardworking, dependable, passionate leader, those words mean zero because anyone can say it with no evidence. So the quickest way to separate from a huge stack of applicants is to focus in on a time, whether it was class or a club or a job, where you had a big issue. You had know, your team members got sick, you had to finish out the project on your own, or you were chairing uh, a committee or an event and things broke down, you had to step in and save the day, whatever it was, whether it was a a little moment in your life or a big moment in your life, you have to give the employer a sense of who you are when faced with an obstacle. Like, what, what kind of character do you have? What kind of work ethic do you have? You can't just say, I have a great work ethic has to give them an example. And if that idea is confusing to someone who's listening to this, take a few minutes and really think about what I just said. You can't tell the employer you have a great work ethic. It doesn't work. They don't really know because they have no proof. So you have to give them a moment in your life where something happened to you and you had to react and you had to face it and fight through it. And then they say, I want to interview this young person because they have the kind of skill set and the type of character and mentality that I want on my team. It's as simple as that. But again, it's not a skill that's typically taught. And if you Google cover letter templates, you'll never see it unless you come to my website. (laughs) And again, this is my approach because it's my DNA. It's my fingerprint. It's my philosophy and outlook on communicating. That's why you don't see it all over the place. You just see it from me. And it gets back to what I was saying about finding your side hustle, finding, focusing on your passion. You will just give to the world your unique opinion, your unique gift, because it's something no one else would have ever seen or thought, because it's yours. And this is mine. And I know that it's helpful to people, so I'm going to keep driving ahead to share it with as many young people and adults as possible. So you listen to the whole podcast, huh? Feeling like you had a better handle on your next career path? Major shout out to Danny Rubin for speaking with me about his journey through the world of business communication. His book has been a game changer for me and many of my friends in the working world. He's helped us stand out amongst the crowd of 40 million other resumes. Until next time, I'm Matt Wall. La, 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 la.